Welcome to the Digital Day podcast brought to you by Bailiwick Express and the JEP. In this episode, James Jeune speaks to Digital Jersey CEO, Tony Moretta. For those who are listening who perhaps aren't as familiar with what Digital Jersey actually does, can you just recap, you know, certainly in the last 10 years, what the main aims have been? Yeah, as you say, Digital Jersey was set up about 10 years ago. I've not been there for all of that time, but it was set up originally to, I think, following the 2008 uh, financial crisis and the events after that, it was set up originally as part of diversifying the economy um, away from, uh, obviously, a dependency on finance, tourism, agriculture, and really looking to see what was happening in the world. And I think also at that point, uh, government and JT were investing in the fibre network. Um, And so really, it was there to grow the digital sector of the economy. I think one of the key things that has changed is uh, we've realised that digital is not just about its separate part of the economy, but the importance of making sure that all parts of the economy and society uh, become better users of technology, better users of digital, because that helps uh, quality of life, you know, people's incomes, people's uh, work experiences. And, and uh, you know, as I said, productivity is, is really key in the economy now. And I appreciate you mentioning you haven't been there for all of them, but if you can list maybe some of the key achievements in your in your view over the last few yeah, years. Yeah, I think there's, there's some very visible achievements that, that people will see in terms of uh, the hub uh, in Granville Street, which uh, is, is constantly full of individuals, corporates, you know, events, meetings going on, workshops, all sorts of things, become a, a real centre of the, the digital community. Uh, we've got the Digital Jersey Exchange over in Red House as well as like a mini version of the hub. Uh, we've also got the Academy and uh, it's been great over the last few years to see literally thousands of people go through courses and come out with, with new skills. So a lot of visible stuff like that uh, that people will have seen. Um, I think the, the growth in the digital economy in terms of new businesses that have been set up, you know, ones is it's and we have things yeah. like the startup boot camps and similar things like that. Um, but also Jersey's been really attractive to people to come and set up their business. Uh, because you know it's a great place to live, good physical connectivity, and the fact that we've got the fastest broadband speeds in the world literally really helps with that. So there's there's lots of things you can look at those measures. You can look at the projects. You can look at things. You know we've got a, a digital twin of Jersey. Uh, we've been helping tourism, financial services. You know the growth of fintech. Um, is something that we've been working on for a long time with our partners like Jersey Finance and, and Government and the JFSC. But but the other thing I think has changed a lot is the culture. Uh, I think when I got here to Jersey, uh, people were saying, well, actually, why are we doing digital? What are we using it for? Um, I think with, with the odd exception, obviously, which you always get, um, people now accept the role of digital, the role of technology in the economy, in their lives, and really see the advantages. And And I think COVID was a big part of that. People saw that technology enabled a lot of Jersey to carry on as normal, whether that was businesses carrying on, people working from home, kids doing their schoolwork, people being entertained, talking to each other online, you know, things like that can come along. And it's very difficult to talk about the silver lining of a, of a pandemic, but I think people appreciated what we have and, and the technology we have to use in Jersey. 
can we talk about numbers and certainly how it's grown over the years or do we know roughly how many businesses well i mean it's it's interesting uh looking at the digital sector because uh for those people that follow statistics jersey and and how government look at it uh i think we're, we're still a bit behind in tracking the digital sector compared with looking at tourism and financial services to be fair that is a challenge around the world because um, if you look even at the UK, or, or one of our nearest neighbours, you see that they will uh, look at the economy, they'll look at reports of digital economy, but uh, the old-fashioned way, perhaps, of looking at how you class businesses would class Amazon as a retailer and Facebook as an advertising company and, and Monzo as a bank. Um, but a few years ago, we had Tech Nation who used to do an annual survey of the UK's digital economy. And they came in and did some research in Jersey and identified that the digital sector of the economy, and that's not including people in technology roles in other companies like yourselves, banks, uh, you know, accountancy firms and things like that. Mm. The digital sector, standalone digital sector, was already about the same ep economic value as tourism. Um, and I think it's important to look at things like that. You know, we, we all know there will still be people who stand up and talk about the three pillars of the Jersey economy being financial services, tourism and agriculture. But actually, agriculture is about 1% of the economy. Don't get me wrong, still an essential part of the economy. Um, but the fact that uh, digital is already up there with tourism, I think is a strong message to send people. And as I said before, the fact that having a strong digital sector is not just a sort of vertical in the economy, but works horizontally across every sector. I mean, can you think of a business now that doesn't use technology and, and is the better for it? You mentioned fintech, perhaps one of the biggest. Uh, I don't know what advances you maybe see, uh, at least in the next five to ten years. So, so fintech's been really interesting. I think we've seen... Um, a huge acceleration from maybe not that many years ago, a lot of people were questioning the role of technology. And interestingly enough, a lot of people were worried that if we introduce technology, maybe some jobs will go. And, and my reply always used to be, yes, and if we don't, maybe all of them will go because uh, technology is about remaining competitive. Um, as a, an offshore jurisdiction, we have huge costs of compliance uh, as a way of doing business. That is time consuming. It needs resources. Um, and, and it's very hard to find the people mm. to do it and find the skills. But what I've seen in the last few years is, you know, the work we do with Jersey Finance, um, you know, they, they've really taken to uh, working with their members on the role of technology. Uh, if I look at government, you know, we talk about open finance strategies and you see about government looking at the technology aspects of things, simple things like getting credit cards and the data where we need to be connected up to the rest of the world. Um, and, and one of the real pleasures for me has been being able to see, uh, you know, regulators are sometimes a bit slow to adapt to these things, but the Jersey Financial Services Commission has set up an innovation unit, um, which I'm really pleased that we helped them set up. We seconded one of the Digital Jersey team to help them set that up, but they've now um, set that up. They have a team in place. Um, and, and I think Jersey is in a really strong position, not only in terms of using technology in the financial services sector, but attracting companies who can base themselves in Jersey not only get access to the technology, but they get access to a, uh, a fintech-friendly regulator and government and industry. So when people say AI, for example, is going to take all of our jobs, that sounds like a bit of a misconception then. I, I think it definitely is. I, I think it's very important to be straight with people about that there are always pros and cons with technology whenever it comes in. Um, and if you look at um, larger countries, 
technology will, you know, there will be some areas that lose jobs, some areas that, that gain jobs out of technology. I think Jersey is in quite a unique position. When you think about it, uh, we want sustainable economic growth. You know, we now have a minister for sustainable economic development. We get that. Sustainability in Jersey is not just about net zero. It's about how do we preserve what we love about the island? Um, how do we control immigration? How do we address the cost of housing and things like that, but still have a strong economy? So it feels like a very much a Jersey solution to be able to do more work from less people. And of course here, as I often say, AI might get rid of jobs, but it will get rid of jobs that we can't fill anyway. And I think also with AI, and it's been the same with technology. Someone said to me a few years ago when Lotus 123, you know, the first electronic spreadsheet came out, everyone said, oh, we won't need many accountants. Have you noticed a lot fewer accountants in Jersey? Uh, what it does is it replaces parts of people's jobs. Mm. And done correctly, it replaces maybe the, the parts of people's jobs that they don't enjoy as much. Uh, it enables people to take a higher value role within their organization that helps the organization it helps the individual you know we do have to invest in in in, in giving them the skills to use the technology but those individuals can earn more pay more taxes so there's a real win-win around the use of technology what i would say to those people who are critical though is i would not want to see what a jersey of the future would look like if we didn't adopt technology because the rest of the world is and we will just become less and less competitive as a jurisdiction if we don't as well and we can get into that because you mentioned not just net zero i do want to ask what areas you're collaborating with government on at the moment and have been yeah i mean what's really interesting with government and and we only had a discussion uh, a couple of days ago with our, our ministers, uh, uh, Kirsten Morell and, and, and Alex Curtis as the Assistant Minister for Economic Development. Um, and what I've been really pleased about is that they don't just want to look at the economic growth side, they are really supportive of a research and development uh, push for Digital Jersey. One of the things we lose out on as a small jurisdiction is we don't have we don't have a university and everyone thinks about the teaching element of that but actually universities do a lot in terms of research and development you know we don't have the big tech firms obviously so it, it's really important that um, Jersey doesn't miss out and we we really use Jersey as a, as a place where you can research and develop technology that will work really well for us whether that is coming up with innovative problem uh, solutions to problems ourselves or looking at what is happening around the world and saying how do we take that technology and that's that's why we're focusing on impact jersey to see how technology can help solve our big challenges whether they're economic social environmental um, but also you have seen we've talked for a number of years about this and we're, and we're going to be doing more of it how is jersey used as a sandbox um, you know i i think jersey is really a really powerful place uh, very well networked, literally 45 square miles. So, you know, everyone can have access to everyone else. People can get in front of regulators, tech firms, everyone else. Jersey should be a really good place to do research and development. And, for example, we've been talking about agriculture. Wouldn't it be great if we had well-paid jobs in research and development about the future of agriculture? Um, you know, agri-tech agri as it's called. Um, there's huge opportunities for Jersey. And, and I think it's sort of... 
you know, as we, as we say, and we should know here in Jersey more than most places, a rising tide lifts all boats. I think the more we can really embrace technology across the whole of the economy, it's going to benefit everyone. We were having a bit of a joke before we started, but it is almost a year now since the Estonian ambassador came over to visit. I mean, why look to Estonia? Can you talk uh, about why they have advances there in, in digital potentially we could benefit from? Yes. I mean, as a, as a small island, I think one of the advantages we have, if we take it, is that we don't have to always copy the UK, for example. And the UK is good at some things, but not so great at others. And, and digital government is one of those. You know, we should be able to look around the world and take, you know, and quite frankly, steal, you know, copy and paste the best ideas. Um, Estonia uh, has always struck me as a really strong example about how smaller countries can be much better at a digital government. You know, if you look at Estonia, the fact everyone has a digital ID, you know, things like 98% of prescriptions are digital, some great stat. It's obviously a lot easier to do it in a country of 1.2 million than a country of 66 million. Um, so as a, looking at a small country, very technologically advanced uh, in terms of digital government is, is being a great example for us to follow. Um, also, they've got a very strong economy. I mean, Skype, uh, which is now what we all use in Microsoft Teams is because Microsoft bought Skype a number of years ago. Skype was an Estonian company. Um, TransferWise, now Wise is an Estonian company. Lots of fintechs, lots of software businesses. And I do think we can also learn there about how as a small country, you're not going to develop solutions just for your own internal market. You're going to focus on export. And we have some great companies in Jersey that are selling software around the world incredibly successfully you know pinpoint uh, around hr software and recruitment risk screen you know which is looking at uh, again uh, regtech you know aml kyc type technology there are some great examples and we need to do more of that now what that means is making sure we have the people who are skilled enough to set up these companies work for these companies uh, and it's been great again another example of where we work closely with government is on an export strategy as a small place we need to be looking globally not just to learn lessons but to export and during that visit i do remember interviewing you about electronic ids having sort of a central register i guess and digital voting as well i mean realistically how far off Jersey be from some of those things certainly the voting aspects quite interesting I mean I, I I will be honest amidst all the positivity I think one of the real frustrations for me which anyone who knows me will know I'm not backwards in talking about is we still have quite an analog public sector um, there are still lots of things uh, in government which I think are way way behind the rest of the world in terms of use of technology you know the example we all have is you know we talk about doing tax returns online actually the reality is it's an online form submission and you you press send you don't see any of the calculations any of the information stuff that other places in the world have had for 10 20 years uh, and then you wait for two and a half months to get a letter in the post with some figures so i think there are huge opportunities around government sadly we spent a lot of money with not much to show for it i do think that is changing uh, i think we have a political class that understands technology more now um, i think the civil service structuring itself for example for the first time uh, government actually has a, a cio um so and, and has recruited from off island somebody who can come in uh, and hopefully really make i think government's digital services more user-centric you know if you look at the technologies that work really well and the companies that have been really successful 
it's addressing a, a consumer need and i think governments have to address the sort of citizen needs as well and not just their own internal processes and and as you say estonia is a great place to learn from that um i think they're very good at building foundations about everyone having a, dig a proper digital id um government's data being sorted out so you've got a a single sort of registry of um data of people's names and addresses you know estonia went so far as to make it illegal for government to ask you the same piece of information more than once so if you told one government department a new address they have to make sure that spreads through there and you talk about voting i mean actually i am a supporter of digital voting at some point however you have to get everything else right first it's almost the last thing you do with the digital government because you've got to make sure that everyone trusts the technology that it's secure everyone's comfortable using a digital id you don't force everyone to use the digital side of it and actually funny enough if you look at countries like estonia that have had digital voting for 10-15 years it doesn't quite have the benefit you think a lot of people assume that it will get young people voting uh, the reality is older voters use it more and that's one of the other you talked about some of the great myths of technology one of the myths of technology is that it's just for young people rubbish you know we all we all have grandparents parents that use ipads like to do things online book their holiday do their shopping in amazon whatever um and and i think digital is just as good for for older people in, in the community uh, as well as younger people and I appreciate we don't want to be behind in anything, but if there were perhaps some key areas that Jersey isn't tapping into yet, what would you say we should maybe look at first? It's a really interesting question. Um, I remember this was vocalised really well. Dara McDermott, the CEO of, of JT, was speaking at a chamber lunch earlier this year. And he was talking, understandably, because it's a great achievement by JT that we were back to number one in the world for broadband speeds, which is pretty amazing. I don't think people appreciate it here. Maybe we appreciate it when we go abroad and we think, wow, this broadband's not like I've got at home. But he said we, we market ourselves through Digital Jersey, through government, you know, locate Jersey as having those broadband speeds and market ourselves as a digital island. But do we really think that when a lot of tourists come here, it, it feels like a digital island? And, and so I talk a lot about having a smart island. What does that mean? Um, it means using technology in, I mean, I, I'm, I'm really pleased, you know, some of the, the, the sort of small uh, projects and sort of little victories over the years of using technology. You know, it was great years ago and we brought in mobile parking. And it's great that, you know, mobile parking is 70 to 80 percent of parking. Pay cards are 20 to 30 percent now. You know, that's a great example of how technology helps government. It helps individuals. It's a lot more user friendly. You know, the fact that you can get on a bus and use a contactless credit or debit card. Um, but I'd still like something like an Uber properly here uh, i think we're way behind in in some areas of transport uh, and things like taxis and, I, and we get a lot of people when they move to jersey say why isn't there something like that um, i talk about government your interactions with government for those people that want to do it digitally should be a lot easier a lot more straightforward and, and it's quite often the way you sell them i mean I, I had a great experience actually of using digital government when i moved house a few months ago uh, it wasn't really portrayed as a tellers once on the website it was update your details but i was able to update my details with one form on the government website 
and they actually told Social Security, they told the tax department, they told uh, the library, oddly enough, they told my GP, um, I put in my registration of my electric moped and my car, and, and it did it once. Now, it's a good example of that. So behind the scenes, I know it's an email system sending it off to the right departments, but it's an example of being user-centric because I don't really care. As a, as a consumer, what they do behind the scenes. I just want it to be easy for me. So I think things like government are there. And, and again, we're, we're, it's getting better, but there are still too many, I think, companies that don't use the basic technology of whether it's a shop keeping their opening hours up there, you know, shops offering click and collect and services, um, whether it's restaurants allowing uh, online booking, you know, hotel, things like that. I think we've seen vast improvements, but there are still lots of opportunities for businesses to use technology and and again it, it's a win-win because it helps them be more productive especially when they have challenges of getting staff but it, it helps them get more business and it helps their customers and i'm glad you use the term smart island because some people might hear that and think you know flying cars and things <laughs> that maybe are very very far down the line in terms of the next decade immediate benefits for islanders what do you view as being a, a smart island interesting enough a couple of weeks ago uh, Digital Jersey had a stand. Uh, I took some of the team over to uh, a global event called Smart Cities Expo and World Congress in Barcelona. And that's where countries around the world and technology companies come together um, to look at, um, I said, called, called Smart Cities, but actually in many ways, Jersey as an island sort of shares a lot in common with cities. And, and what was interesting is even before you get to the technology, People were talking about the challenges they have to solve, and it, it's very easy to be very easy to be insular as a small island and assume that our problems are unique. But what did I hear people talking about, in, even in Barcelona, around the world? They were talking about housing crisis. They were talking about costs. They were talking about skills. They were talking about the need to embrace the blue economy. You know, marine sciences and things like that. It, it was like being in Jersey. It was countries talking about. Um, how they were uh, using technology to improve the life of their citizens. And I think the Smart Island, there, there are lots of different definitions. Uh, part of a Smart Island is having the infrastructure. Uh, and we're really lucky there that we have the foundations already. We've got three 4G networks. We're going to have uh, 5G, hopefully not three 5G networks, because that would be a bit silly, uh, but at least two, maybe even one 5G network. We've got the fastest uh, broadband in the world. So we've got the infrastructure. But a smart island really is about as much about the principles as about the technology. It is about things being joined up. It is about the data being connected up. It is about making evidence-based decisions. And that's one thing I think Jersey really needs. We're very good at anecdote based decisions you know if I, if I look at something like the digital twin i really wish we'd had the digital twin and had used it around uh, the hospital sighting because if you if you look to something about not only you can visualize what something will look like you can look at what the impact is going to be on traffic you can look at what the impact is going to be on public transport. You can see where people are going to move. And, and one of the things I'm really pleased about at the moment is government are working with us on the wind farm project to say, how do we visualise the, the wind farm on the digital twin? So you can actually stand anywhere in Jersey and look at the digital twin and see the view, what it will look like, because that's technology that is used around the world. I mean, our digital twin is um, run a company on the, on the west coast of uh, Norway, um, and they've been doing this, uh, you know, wind farm work simulation for years. 
but it, but again it's about using the data we've just seen with the storm what did government do very quickly is they put out information about the roads that were closed you know how do we get that on google maps how do we make sure that when somebody flips open their phone they've got the information they need uh, government have the information they need to make decisions citizens have that information it's a good use of technology it's joined up and and one thing jersey could be really quite powerful on that I think we, it's, it's great actually to see government recognise this in their new uh, digital economy strategy consultation, uh, how we are open about data. We're a small place uh, with a, effectively a single layer of government. Um, we also, uh, a lot of the infrastructure is still owned or controlled by government. We can share data for the benefit of everybody. You know, we've got all the state's owned entities. We've got Jersey Post, Jersey Telecom, um, you know, State's Jersey Development Company, Andium, all these different companies working together at the moment to say, how can we come together to solve some of Jersey's problems? What data do we have? How can we share that, whether it's in the digital twin or elsewhere, just to really make Jersey run more smoothly? And just to recap, what exactly is a digital twin and how is it used? That's a good. That's a really good point. So, a digital twin. Uh, it, it's used in a lot of different places. I think quite often the example people read about is if you look at aircraft engines. You know, manufacturers have digital twins uh, so they can see how those engines will react to different experiences in in the real world. It, it's pretty amazing, actually, from a technology perspective. Every time an airliner lands anywhere around the world, it connects up and makes a massive dump of data you know airbus will get information or boeing you know rolls royce engines all the information will go through about the experience of what that engine has been through what that plane has been through and that goes into effectively a simulator of an engine or a plane and what we're doing it is with with a whole island so we have a first of all uh what looks like might look like a video game you've got a physically rendered graphical version of jersey you can zoom in fly over it look around but what you can do with that sort of jersey simulator is not only look at the physical side of it you put a new building you know the planning department actually has been advanced quite a few years of having a lot of this computer uh, modeling and data but you can overlay things like um, the bus data and the traffic data and you know a bit like when you look at google maps or apple maps you see the red on the roads that show this traffic that's pulling in data from people's phones so the whole point with the digital twin you can look at electricity usage you can look at soil quality you can look at moisture levels you can look at um you know the smart fields project we have is sensors in the ground that see what the nitrate levels are like and things like that and feed that information in Interesting. Could you use that for modelling major events as well, like the recent Storm Kieran? Yes, absolutely. I mean, funnily enough, we, we had a government approach Digital Jersey, and it's one of the things that I, I really like about Digital Jersey and, and, and um, the great team we have there is, you know, we're, we're funded primarily from government, but also by industry um, to help with the economy, economic growth, as I said, research and development. But also we act as an advisor to lots of organisations and, and, and government. Um, and government came, have come to us and said, OK, so there are things we've learned about from the storm. And quite often, a, a bit like COVID, sometimes it takes these big events to make us realise how could we use technology to be better prepared um, one of the things that struck me recently is you might remember a big story back in April in the UK where the government tested out an alert system to 60 million mobile phones. And I remember quite vividly 
the last time I was in Orlando, I was walking along in a theme park, as you do in Orlando, and my phone made a really weird loud noise and vibration that I'd never recognised before. And I, I picked it up, looked at it, and it was telling me there was a possibility of a tornado about to hit. Now, now, luckily enough, it didn't happen then. But again, we might need to look at that technology. We just had a tornado. But, but again, it's not just about the alert. It's about making sure that the right part of government, the Met Office, whatever, has the data, and we know they have the data, are able to say there might be some severe weather uh, coming up uh, how do we alert people and again the role of technology we've never used technology for that but it's a bit like before covid government didn't send text messages out to people uh, and look how many text messages it, it sent out to people to tell them um, about news conferences coming up on new advice lockdown text messages for test results and things like that um, there are so many different ways technology can just help join things up Aside from disaster warnings then, if there were a few areas we had to pick for technological advancement, what would you go with and why? So there's a lot of talk about productivity in the, in the, in the economy, uh, in the public sector and the private sector. So I would really like to see um, the public sector uh, make the same strides as the private sector in Jersey in the use of technology. Um, and, and really, technology is the only way you can both... Uh, improve outcomes but also reduce costs so i'd like to see the public sector embrace technology uh, i would particularly like the public sector to embrace technology in health um, i I'm, I'm really quite being disappointed over the years that we published working with the health department at the time six or seven years ago we published a really detailed digi digital health strategy um, we've not implemented much of that um, but again I think the political will is there uh, I was very impressed um, that um, Karen Wilson the health minister and Alex Curtis the uh, assistant chief minister with the responsibility of digital came with me we spent a whole day only a few months ago at Southampton General Hospital specifically to look at how they use technology you know, and we met the chief exec and talked about how they use it. We went around wards. We looked at how they use what they call digital whiteboards. Um, and this really, this literally is life-saving technology. They showed, they told us about a story where, you know, they had a control room for the hospital with a video wall. Uh, and they were using uh, software, but their own tools to get and analyze data that was coming out of the wards. They had traffic light systems to show you know, how busy A&E was. But they gave us an example, literally, of someone on that video wall in the center spotted something about a particular patient on a ward. And they were able to physically go down to the ward, alert the ward staff, for something they hadn't noticed. There was something about uh, the skills in that ward. And they, and they intervened with a non-responsive patient and saved their life we need to be using technology like that here as well so i think the public sector i think around things like health and again back to the smart island side of it i would like to see organizations uh, public and private sector sharing data setting up common platforms like the digital twin but i'm sure there'll be others coming along um, to to really do something that should be a lot easier to do in jersey hundred thousand people 45 square miles uh, size and and our smart islands advisor we worked with in the past had a really great phrase about jersey he called it he called us the goldilocks island we're just right we're just big enough to have the infrastructure we have like the broadband and the fiber and the institutions but small enough that we can be nimble and agile we all know we're not nimble and agile we're nowhere near as nimble and agile as we should be technology can really help us with that
Thank you for listening and thank you to our Digital Day partners, Deloitte, Digital Jersey, JC, JT, Ports of Jersey and System Labs.